1: Welcome once again to the AFA podcast, the official podcast for animationforadults.com. This is episode 86. Thank you very much, uh, our loyal listeners, for joining us today. And if you're a new listener, then welcome. It's going to be a bit of a quieter episode today. It's been uh, a little while because uh, first I want to welcome back, who's someone who hasn't been on the podcast for a little while, uh, one and only Chris. Hello. Hey, Chris. I'm back been a little while you were down and out with uh some kind of cold bug were were you not
2: i I had a cold and then i had like a throat thing and it was not very much fun but but i'm i'm i've still got a bit of a cold but i'm here and i'm happy to be talking about animation and with you and to our lovely listeners uh, our amazingly sophisticated and intelligent and attractive listeners so there (laughs) we are
1: yes thank you very much it will be we're got, like I said, we're going to keep it a lighter episode today, since so we're not feeling a hundred percent. But we're we there is fortunately there is a lot of news to talk for us to talk about, and uh, yeah, even some stuff in the water cooler. Since one of the one of the at least one of the things that helps being sick a little good is that you ha- have the time to watch a lot of stuff. So so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll probably just go from our news section, and we'll just go straight into the water cooler after that, and then we will. Pick up next episode with probably one of our main topic episodes, and we'll make sure to keep our listeners and readers in the know of what that will be. So let's get started right away. First things first, lots of new trailers coming down the line that we we're eager to talk about. Um, all right, let's get started with our very first news story. We're going to kick things off with an uh, update on a new trailer coming out of Netflix for a new Netflix comedy known as Big Mouth and I believe it's uh, the folks in, involved in this show are uh, Nick Kroll from The League Andrew Goldberg from uh, involved with the Family Guy and American Dad Mark Levine and Jennifer Flackett uh, so lots of uh, interesting comedy talent and if I recall correctly this trailer is for a adult comedy basically about puberty
2: yeah Ad- I am um, <laughs> I had when I wrote the story up I had adult in like <laughs> adult ah. comedy like in in quotation marks and i was like oh no that's too sarcastic i should take it out but i did i left it in so mm-hmm. um yeah it's one of those adult comedies it's like oh let's do lots of swears and sex jokes and stuff and uh mm-hmm. yeah it's about uh, like young teenagers going through puberty but the sort of gimmick thing is that there are the in a way like inside out type thing where the uh like puberty is represented by monsters, uh like who are manifestations of
1: mm-hmm.
2: hormone monsters they're called. Um
1: Yeah, like the monsters in the closet or under the mm-hmm. beds like, Oh, guess what? You know, it's like you know, sexual and you and know, whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's got quite a lot of famous comedians doing voices as well, as well as Nick Kroll. Uh
1: mm-hmm. there's
2: like uh, Maya Rudolph, Jordan Peele, and Jenny Slate and Yes.
0: And the, anima- among them.
2: Yeah. And the mm-hmm. animation comes from Tip Mouse animation who've done a fair few other adult animated shows but the animation style isn't that appealing, I don't think, really, but <laughs>
1: It's. It's. I'm noticing a lot of really like emphasis on just making the heads as big as possible, like I almost. I think with one of the characters, I think one of the female redhead characters that they show in the trailer, it looks like her head is just like way disproportionate to her body.
2: I almost feel like like with a lot of adult. I'm doing the quotation marks with my hands get Animation, mm-hmm. that American adult animation that is. People feel like they need to make it look ugly to sort of. Stop it, to appeal. Stop it to uh, from appealing to children or something. <laughs> I don't know if it's there's anything in that or if it's just they think the it looks good. But
0: yeah, it,
1: it stands out for sure. It, it definitely um, looks like it in terms of the fact that you have people who were working from uh, Family Guy and American Dad. Definitely, I can see some of the similarities in that uh, particular style to this.
2: This is at least in terms this- of the
1: way it looks.
2: Yeah, it's coming to Netflix on September 29th. Ten episodes, half hour each.
1: Yeah, it's and definitely it, not, like, I wouldn't say it's terrible. Like, I wouldn't say none of, like, absolutely none of the jokes uh, take off or didn't at least make me chuckle a little bit. But it really, will I think, will come down to personal taste. So if you like, you know, shows like Family Guy, American Dad, you know, more of the, uh, you, know, you know, adult, quote-unquote adult, uh, animated shows that have come out in previous years, then yeah, I th- this will appeal to appeal to those people.
2: Mhm. And it's basically when when they're they on Netflix, they just show up on Netflix, and you can give things a try. If it's for mm-hmm. you, it is. If it isn't, then you just don't watch it anymore. <laughs> it's simple.
1: <laughs> just like mm, I gave it a try, and that's it.
2: Mhm. But interesting right. to see Netflix put in more more investment in adult animation however it turns out
1: (laughs) (laughs) yep yep at least the interest is there Uh, going to another trailer that came out relatively recently um, uh, Pixar recently put out another trailer for uh, the upcoming uh, their upcoming film Coco so we're getting a bit more of a few more scenes of the the plot of the movie we already got an idea what this story was going to be about um, from some of the previous trailers, but we're getting some more idea of the humour and getting to see more uh, images of the setting and then just kind of elaborating more on some of the details of the story that uh, was kind of hinted at in the previous trailers. And I'm still liking what I'm seeing from this in terms of, you know, the dynamic and the journey that the character is going to be... our main protagonist is going to be going on.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, the- I haven't... I'm not one of these people who've been sceptical about it all along anyway. I've... I'm... I've been intrigued from what I've seen from the beginning to be honest Mm. I know you know there's always been the slight controversy around it where people are um, comparing it to Book of Life or whatever Mm. and uh, uh, the fact that you know it's not it's being you know originally the the original director is not of Mexican extraction, even though um, they've got a co-director who is uh, of of Latino background anyway uh, mm-hmm. so I, you know, that's another contentious issue, but I think from everything I've seen it looks like uh, interesting to me visually, and uh, it looks different enough from Book of Life for <laughs> To justify its existence to me, and it's got um, yeah. you know, like I've said before, it kind of reminds me more of Spirited Away than Book of Life, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I think it seems like they're they're kind of going that route in terms of well, I mean, with the in Book of Life, the character was quote unquote dead and he was trying to win back to be able to come back to life, so that was more of like you know he was supposed to belong there, whereas the boy here is more of an outsider. You know, and if the longer he stays there, the you know, the more you know. So it's a race against time to find what he's looking for before it's too late.
2: That whole setup is kind of like spirited away with um, Sen being uh, ending up in the spirit world, and she has to find her name, or she's going to be stuck there forever. It is exactly there are yeah. a lot of similarities. Yeah.
1: So that is really cool, and I have to I have to point something out because um, I've only really just now noticed. The, you know the third time that I've watched one of these trailers for the Book of Life um I'm looking at the dog his dog mm-hmm. that um comes that's going to be coming with him um on his little on his journey through the spirit world um or the afterlife and I'm looking at that face that really dopey dog face and I'm looking at it and I'm like why am I thinking of a sea lion from <laughs> uh, <laughs> finding dory <laughs> that that one that one just like that Sea lion that doesn't say anything that this, just wants to get up on the rock.
2: oh what's his name? I Can't remember. Gerald. Yeah. Gerald. Gerald, of course, Gerald.
1: <laughs> he oh, looks Gerald. so much like Gerald. It's amazing. <laughs> like, okay, you know what? I'm I'm fine with having this 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 dog character if it's just going to be kind of like that.
2: Because
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. that was funny.
2: He's he's the breakout star. We can already tell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> But no, uh, yeah, it's like it's it's definitely got, uh, developing a has a unique identity to the film, and I believe it's still coming out in Thanksgiving
2: in America. In it America. has and
1: once the UK release,
2: it was December, but it seems to now be January, uh, January nineteenth, tw- twenty eighteen. Why? So, which is a little annoying, but it did occur to me, it might be something to do with the fact that there's a little film coming out sometime in December that might make quite a lot of money
1: mmm mm-hmm. no that's fair
2: isn't it isn't it from a galaxy far, far far away far far away yeah
1: <laughs> that is a very good point it's you You gotta know at least when you're trying to get your film released it's like okay what what other films are you gonna be competing against for screen time it's like oh eh Star Wars that little thing called Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't Shouldn't try to come out the same time as that.
2: Mm-hmm. And they've they've released other Disney films like in the UK in like January and stuff, so okay, it's, it's been done before and it must have worked out all right for them. <laughs> Good. Good, but it could be a lot worse. They could have what they used to do quite a lot is that they would wait for uh, like a school holiday time, so mm-hmm. like the earliest that would be would probably be like February. Okay, so. That January's not too bad. <laughs> I can live with that. Yeah. So January next year in the UK going to be good. That an early man.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, early man. Oh gosh, I think are you? Aren't you guys getting that before we do? Of you, course, can you, can you yes. Gosh, darn it! Uh,
2: it's Ardman. We have to have Ardman first.
1: Yep, yep, we got to get the Ardman in there. Ugh, ugh, I'll I'll have to wait. That's where I'm going to have to learn to be patient.
2: Uh, it's like, I'll, not,
1: wa- I'll watch Coco while I'm waiting for Ardman.
2: But it's not too bad February for for the US release of uh um Early Man. It's not like cuz I think there was there was a huge wait for Shaun and Sheep. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah, that's one. I think that's one of the reasons I missed it. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure when it was coming out. And then all of a sudden, boom, there it was. And it left theaters almost instantly. And I'm like, no, I'll come back.
2: So early man, yeah, it's February in the US. So.
1: Okay. Alright, well, we're going to do one last trailer for the news before we get into a couple other stories. Um, one is of another Netflix series that is uh, going com- uh, to be coming out. I'm thinking in the near future. Uh, I think it's a... Later in this, actually later this month, mm. uh, September twenty second, I believe, um, starring Jaden Smith, and it's a little show called Neo Yokio. Um, I originally hoped to have a plot summary of this series, uh, coming out that I could give to the uh, our your listeners, so you can get a semblance of what this is. But, but that to, be honest, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, to be perfectly honest. I've watched the trailer. I'm, I'm watch, you know, have watched it at least twice now, and I'm still not entirely sure what I'm, what I'm seeing here. It's very, um, in, uh, Japanese animation inspired for sure, with in terms of the character designs and the absolute insanity, which I can call the narrative, for what I can make of the narrative. Um. But yeah, I have no idea. I, you know, something about a girl being possessed, lots of occult stuff going on, um, giant robot mecha person, like, I'm not entirely sure. I, am like, I'm still trying to put it together, and I I apologize to our listeners that this is really bad listening, but I just, I, I don't know. All I can really say is, um, we will leave a link to this trailer in the show notes and, uh, try to come to your own conclusions, because I have no idea. It
2: is, uh... This is a show that is... It's being called an anime... It's one of these things, they're calling it an anime, but it it isn't. It's not. It's it's American-made, or, well, it's, like, American-written and acted and everything, but the animation is done, apparently partly by Production IG, but I think it's Production IG's US... Uh, arm rather than the Japanese arm yeah. uh, Studio Dean, who are another anime company, but apparently most of the animation is done by a South Korean studio, I don't know if it's pronounced moi or moi but it's M-O-I <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and it's created by Ezra Koenig who's the lead singer of the the indie band Vampire Weekend Okay. and it features the voices of Jaden Smith Jude Law playing like a robot butler.
1: Um Oh, so that was Jude Law. Okay, yeah. for a second. I'm like, I wasn't sure if I recognized that voice coming out of that robot or not. I'm like, wait. is that who I think it is. No, it can't be. He would he he would never. Like, I'm but again, I have uh I don't know what to make of this because this seems to be circumventing any and all expectations I might have.
2: This this is the normal reaction to watching this trailer, to be honest. Uh Susan <laughs> Sarandon, Stephen Fry it, Stephen Fry is in the trailer and it's that what's Stephen Fry doing it, and uh, what? Richard Ayoade, who's not in the trailer, but he's awesome. Um, it, it seems to be parodying a lot of anime tropes and everything, but
1: oh yes, yeah. like e- almost everyone I can think of. I didn't that, like comes to mind.
2: I didn't find the trailer very funny, apart from the whole "WTF did I just watch" factor, and the. <laughs> something I saw online quite a lot when it came out is people were comparing the, the uh, character design to have you ever seen those uh, How to Draw Manga books that yes, by Christopher yes. Hart who I don't know what his credentials are to try and claim that he can draw a manga because not based on the pictures that he draws
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: people are like this is How to Draw Manga the series <laughs> which seems very harsh but supposedly this started life as one of um it was going to be on um fox's a- uh is it animation domination high def or a adhd block uh that was on fox mm-hmm. and got uh canceled um they sh- oh. they showed stuff like uh, axe cop and there was one set in high school but I can't remember what it's called but yeah, that makes sense to me, because I can sort of see this as, like, ten-minute episodes or something, but if if this is, like, half-hour episodes, I don't really know how it's going to turn out.
1: Yeah, it'll be... I mean, obviously Netflix, so they'll probably just release a whole bunch of episodes, so if people want to try and check it out, they'll probably, you know, be able to see episode after episode after episode. But, yeah, I gotta... I'm looking at the animation, and I, like... These almost look like the, and, you um, know, nothing against the people who are working on this. I mean, obviously it's, you know, level of quality will vary depending on what studio is, you know, what kind of work that they're putting into it. But like, I don't know. Like, there's something that's really rubbing me the wrong way. I don't know if it's just because it's probably just personal taste just getting in the way, or just the fact that, you know, you can forgive a show not, you know, maybe appealing to you visually if at least the narrative is good. Because I've seen that plenty, happen a lot with a, a lot of different shows. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not digging this narrative. eye because I have, like I said, I have no concept of what this is even about.
2: <laughs> uh, there was a synopsis. I read the synopsis, but it didn't help. Okay, please uh,
1: help. Maybe that'll help me kind of get a handle on things. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the best I can really describe it. Is just kind of like a hodgepodge, or just like a. I, would say, I wouldn't even say, like, a potpourri of just, like, all these different things of what people, you know, think consists in anime. You're like, you've got to have your giant robot, you got to have your crazy superpowers, you got to have, you know, race cars and crazy visuals and, you know, lots of still shots of characters just talking, you know, with the, the lip flap, you know, the lips moving with not too much animation besides that, you know, over-exaggerated expressions... And it just, it feels very, like, it, for this, is again, this is just my personal take on, like, first gut reaction from seeing this trailer. It feels very mm-hmm. hollow.
2: I've got the synopsis, if you want to hit it's quite long, so we might really don't want to do all of it, but, um...
1: Okay, well, try your best Reader's Digest version.
2: Welcome to Neo-Yokio, the greatest city in the world. It's the most populous urban agglom- agglomeration in North America, but its prestige does not merely stem from its size. Neo-Yokio is a diverse labyrinth of cultural and architectural innovation at the forefront of global fashion and finance Okay, um, all of this is cold comfort to the lovesick Kaz Khan Jaden Smith, the youngest member of a family of magistocrats pink, ha- pink haired demon slayers who once liberated the city today his demon slaying is barely more than a side hustle coordinated by his aunt Agatha Susan Sarandon Kaz himself would rather concern himself uh, That's not very good English Kaz himself would rather concern himself Bad form Netflix Kaz himself would rather concern himself Sick, Uh, not good Uh, With shopping, field hockey and of course Mending his broken heart Always by Kaz's side are his faithful mecha butler Charles Jude Law and his inseparable friends oh Lexi and Gottlieb as he navigates the complexities of life in Neo-Yokio and tries to stay one step ahead of his arch-rival Neo-Yokio's number one most eligible bachelor Archilangio Corelli Jason Schwartzman.
1: These names mm. What's with these names?
2: Things take a mysterious turn when Kaz is drawn into the turbulent world of ex-fashion blogger Helena St-Teresa Tessirio, setting in motion a sequence of events that force him to question everything he knows about Neo-Yokio. See, didn't help, did it?
1: <laughs> do, do no, not, know about. not at all. Like that. Oh, it's it's about way too yeah. much. It's way too much at once. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I have never felt this confused about an animated property or an animated series, film, what have you since um, Tom and Jerry meets Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I'm not lying. This, I am just it's just such a clash of so many different things at once and it's just to the point the brain no longer knows how to process it and even trying to have the synopsis, the bad the badly written synopsis does not help.
2: I don't know. Maybe it will secretly be genius and we will be surprised but
1: you know what? Because if, if, cause if it's, this is all, like, the, a big, huge, like, just spoof parody of, of you know, just these, all these really outrageous, like, Japanese animation tropes. Mm-hmm. Fine, yeah. I'll, if this is all meant to be, a, like, a commentary, just like just completely, like, you know... I, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, ah! Like, tongue-in-cheek, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just, you know, just meant to be a joke more than actually be taken seriously. If that's the case, then hell, yes, this this will be so out there that I would be up for watching it but for some reason at least from the synopsis I don't think that's uh that's what they're trying to go for but I could be wrong I could be 100% wrong and you know what I hope I am because I really don't want to think that it's like they can take this seriously because I don't think you can
2: (laughs) well September 22nd we will find out there we go
1: yes certainly we shall Okay, so we'll move on from the trailers. There are a few other stories that are down the line. Um, one of which involves a property uh, that I know Chris is very, very much talked about a lot on the podcast and on the website, and that would be upcoming f- uh, film Moomin Valley.
2: Yes, Moomin Valley. Uh, back in uh, about March uh we reported on them doing a, a crowdfunding campaign i think it was Indiegogo uh to do a new animated series based on the moomin characters who are uh some very popular characters created by a a finnish creator called tove Janssen uh way back in like the 1940s but um they they've been popular ever since and there's been a bunch of um animated tv series based on it um including uh, a japanese one in the early 90s uh that showed on bbc and at the time and it was later shown on boomerang i think and i don't know if it was shown in america um might have been and they also did a Recent film called Moomins on the Riviera, which was a French film, and that was a very nice piece of two D animation that I think I talked about after I watched as well. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but they are doing a brand new TV series uh, that will be hitting uh, in 2019. Uh, two series of 13 episodes, and they've um, oh. they've basically got a really good team of people uh, behind the scenes, including. Steve Box who is a veteran of Oddman animation um, and oh. he uh, worked uh, he's worked on things like Curse the rabbit uh, he's going to be directing the series um, and it's going to be written by the Emmy Award winning duo of Mark Huckabee and Nick Osler uh, who, have, who hmm. have written a whole bunch of things uh, one of them's written on Danger Mouse at least the recent version of Danger Mouse oh cool uh, and also Thunderbirds I'll go they've written on a new series Um, and they've also Mm -hmm. written they've also uh, don't know if they wrote it together but they've also done novels and stuff as well and as I said they've won Emmys and um, but they've also this week announced the the cast or the English language cast at least because presumably there will also be like a original Language version, um, this is because it's an okay. international co production, um, but it's the English language cast that we're going to talk about. Uh, Tarrant Egerton, who uh is the star of Kingsman and the upcoming Kingsman The Golden Circle, and also has done voice work before appearing in Sing most recently, he's going to be Moomin Troll, who's the main character, um, also just known as Moomin. Yeah, awesome. Um, a actress by the name of Akia Henry, who uh, is, uh done a lot of voice work, including um, she's one of the voices in my three-year-old nephew's favourite show, Bing. Uh, uh, she's going to play Snort Maiden, who is uh, Moomin's girlfriend. Um, and uh, Matt Berry is going to be playing uh, Moomin Papa, who's Moomin's dad. And that is the casting that I'm most excited about because Matt Berry has an amazing voice. Uh, he is he has <laughs> been in he's uh, best known for the IT Crowd. Um, uh, he plays the boss in in uh, the latest series, of the IT Crowd, and he's also been in okay. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, another British comedy. And uh, I've also been enjoying his comedy series Toast of London on. Um, on Netflix recently, which is just as a very funny series, basically because his performance is amazing and he's got this hilarious voice, and it's one of these castings that like you wouldn't have thought of it, but when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, that's perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that like the, yeah, it's kind of like um the whole uh, gosh what am I saying The um uh Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne Batman like you didn't th- you wouldn't think mm-hmm. it would work. But when it does, it really does.
2: And Rosamund Pike is going to play Moomin Mamma, who is Moomin's mum, obviously. And Warwick <laughs> Davis, out of Star Wars and Harry Potter and yes. Life's Too Short, uh, is going to play Sniff, who is described as Moomin's adopted brother, but he is a he's like a he's like a um, kind of like a bit like a kangaroo sort of thing with big ears and because. Uh, basically all the characters they're not human characters in case you don't know uh, Mo- the Moomin family mm-hmm. are kind of they look a bit like hippos they're like big white cuddly things um, and there's also other other creatures uh, and there's a character called the Muskrat who's going to be played by uh, someone called Will, Smith- Will Self who's not actually an actor <laughs> he's a he was known as a writer originally but he's sort of like become oh. a tv personality he's got he's got a very particular sort of reputation as, as a bit of a sort of snooty guy uh and you can sort of it uh most obviously people outside the uk won't know who he is but it, it i think he, he would actually be quite good at <laughs> doing voice acting of a certain type <laughs> of character um which presumably yeah. is what that is and richard aiwadi yeah again Uh, is going to be in it uh, playing a ghost called The Ghost and last but not least the uh, multiple Oscar winning actress Kate Winslet will appear as a character called Mrs. Philly Junk oh
1: my goodness that is a star studded cast if I have ever heard and a couple of
2: the other major roles are yet to be announced because there's a character called Snufkin and a character called Little Mai who are very uh, important to the series and they haven't been announced yet but they will
1: be oh they're probably mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're probably. those are probably going to be the biggest surprises if they're holding on to those for so long mm-hmm. and especially when you've already got such a uh, huge group already uh, lined up to play all these other characters
2: and they also released some new concept art and it's really really lovely
1: <laughs> yeah I think I was taking a look at some of that like even the, the um, some of the promotional art that we had when uh, I believe the the crowdfunding mm-hmm. was happening, they were kind of uh um, putting out some images to kinda of give us a look of what the style is gonna the, the trial is, you know, the style that they're trying to go for and it was very beautiful, like almost like something you could like pick up and frame on your wall, just like that level of charm and it's
2: gonna be a mix of two D and three D animation, like with uh, like three D characters in, in like two D effect backgrounds, I think.
1: Um Oh that's fascinating.
2: So yeah, and it's it's gonna come out in twenty nineteen, so
1: very good. So a little, little longer to wait, but uh, I'm sure as we get closer to the time that, of its release, that they'll start putting out some more information and release information, and maybe even some mm-hmm. footage as we get closer. Yes.
2: So we'll be keeping an eye on this one.
1: Mm, for sure. And I do believe there's also a um, in regards to uh, Japanese animation news for the UK. I. Also believe that there are uh, three films that are going to be coming out in the relative future, um, Blu-ray releases specifically for some very famous anime films: uh, Steamboy, Paprika, and Cowboy Bebop. Yep,
2: uh, Manga UK have announced a a basically three films that had that are basically by three of the biggest names in in anime, na- namely Satoshi Kon. Oh, yes. Uh, Katsuhiro Otomo and uh, Shinichi Watanabe Um, and two of them have never been available on Blu-ray in the UK before Uh, Paprika was uh, but this is a a fresh uh, Blu-ray and also it's Blu-ray and DVD combination pack that wasn't available before Um, and Mm -hmm. Steam Boy and Cowboy Bebop The Movie have never been available on in HD in the UK, and they they all look like they're mm-hmm. a nice packaging edition, and um, these are all coming out pretty soon. They're all coming out in October, so.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I think October ninth for um, Cowboy Bebop the movie, um, Steamboy will be coming October sixteenth, and then Paprika will be uh, finishing the lineup on October twenty third.
2: So I was just recently thinking how annoying it was Cowboy Bebop. The movie wasn't out on Blu-ray because I didn't. <laughs> I did an article on um, basically movie spin-offs of TV anime or animated series, and that mm-hmm. was one of the ones I featured. And I was like, oh, I want to watch that. I want to see it in HD though. And then what do you know?
1: And there it is. It, it's it's like it knew. It's like it, they knew exactly what you were looking for. And it's like, oh hey, here it is. is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is pretty freaking cool. Being able to get to see those movies in Blu-ray.
2: They also released, at, I mean, announced at pretty much the same time, that they are releasing. Uh, I, I think it is the original 52 episodes of the original Pokemon series, uh, in a Blu-ray and DVD box set for the first time in the UK.
1: Are you kidding me? I what? am not. Holy moly, the like the original like the original seasons of the indigo league
2: yes the from, from indigo Pokemon league that's what it's called I, oh
0: my god
1: i
2: saw to be honest i heard indigo league and it didn't mean anything to me i was thinking okay what's that and then but then i saw <laughs> something say it was the original i was like oh oh well, those are the ones i've i've actually seen yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that was the those were the initial like you know following the original course of the first game you know we're going from the all like all the Kanto region stuff before they started going around the Pokemon world and all their random all the these new and exotic locations.
2: Um yeah, Pokemon Ingo, Indigo League will be coming to the UK on the 30th of October. Uh, they're releasing it both on DVD and for the very first time on Blu-ray. Although, you know, a series from like what like ninety nine or something. I don't know how how great the um, quality is was... going to be.
1: Goodness, I think it was when. How old is that now? Because I know that that basically was supposed to have like I know Pokemon had their big anniversary a little while ago. So then I think the, it was just the year after that they did the anime, I believe. Because I think it, like Pokemon just caught fire mm-hmm. that quickly to when they had to get the anime ready, and then boom, there it was. But yeah, it's it's been it's been quite a while, quite a few years, but. I would dare say, like there's the lot. There are quite a few episodes of the original Pokemon. I mean, obviously not ev- not every episode is a gem, but uh, there are a few that's got you know got some pretty good animation in it, and especially like the first couple. Like, um, I think what was, like a couple episodes that stood out to me, but um, maybe we'll have to save that for when we I maybe mean, if we ever wanted to actually have a like anime. Pokemon anime, because I know uh, Dan and I already previously covered the Pokemon franchise in Mm -hmm. general on uh, one of our other uh, episodes of the podcast, which you can find in our uh, episode list. Um, So we went to talk, we talked a bit more about the franchise in general, but I don't think we've ever had an opportunity to really discuss the anime specifically, because that's that's got, it's pretty much its own kind of uh, fan base. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day, if anyone out there is interested be sure to send us a message on social media, and express your interest, and we will we will consider it.
2: Okay, yeah, episode that, one. That's some interesting news. One to episode one to fifty-two. There we go. And it's the first time the the original season has been available in a single set in the UK. So
1: that is that is really cool.
2: And all these uh, DVDs and Blu-rays are available to pre-order through your favorite retailer. Uh, but we will stick the the links in the show notes because you can always use the links to Amazon uh, and uh, use our affiliate links and help us out if you want if you're going to order it anyway I don't know you know <laughs> um.
1: why bother looking around just logging on and bo- looking around Well, we've got the the handy dandy link right mm-hmm. there for you
2: right there right below this when you're listening to it <laughs> if you're listening to it on the website that is
1: <laughs> all right Well, that was really cool. Um, but there's one one last really super cool announcement or, uh, news story we want to talk about before we move on to the water cooler. Something that got me really super excited because I had no idea this was coming. Um, they are planning on releasing a, uh, sequel to the Ridley Scott, uh, 1982 sci fi classic Blade, uh, sci fi classic Blade Runner. That, yes, that Blade Runner. Um, that, while that film is getting ready to release sometime in the very near future, um, a certain, uh, famous anime director has been tasked with making a short film, an animated short film, that will take place between the original film and this new sequel. And that director is the one, the only Shinichiro Watanabe, aka of Cal Bebop and Samurai Shampoo fame. Who and he's both working. writing and directing. Yeah, we we just we were just talking about him, and apparently this is what he's been currently working on—a uh, short film called Blade Runner Blackout 2022.
2: Yeah, this is very exciting.
1: And again, um, they have put out some promotional a promotional video in regards to this particular um short film, but it's very interesting considering how supposedly it'll be getting its release on YouTube um, September 26th, This. Uh particular promotional video is a um uh, not really too heavy in the details of the actual animation. It's uh get a lot of shots of the original film, uh Blade Runner, along with some uh images of character designs and some early animatics. But in terms of what the film is actually gonna look like, it looks like they're being very quiet about it. So that's probably gonna lower the boom when uh they do put it up on YouTube, as promised, and we actually get the chance to see firsthand, you know, the full film and just kind of just really take that all in. So I'd have to say that's pretty smart marketing, especially since this is supposed to help cross promote the new movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, this, this is really cool. This is, uh... It reminds you a bit of, like, when the, they brought out the Matrix sequels and they did the Animatrix, uh...
1: Oh yeah, very much. Those a lot of those different things like the both animatrix and I remember they did the something similar for uh Batman too mm-hmm. between like The Dark Knight.
2: Yeah, Gotham And uh,
1: Batman Begins Gotham Knight. Oh, that I really like those kind of movies where you have just a bunch of you know, not, you know, different animators and uh, animation directors all doing shorts based on a film or a, a film franchise.
2: Oh, imagine a really whole good way
1: to get the hype up.
2: Imagine if I did a whole anthology of Blade Runner shorts and got all different anime directors to do it. Like
1: that would be wild.
2: That would be great. Like I mean, like
1: Watana Chin- Bay Chin- 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 Watanabe, given his experience with both Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo, I mean, he seems like a given
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, pick for a story of this nature in this setting given his previous work so oh, that 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 alone's got me excited. But yeah, no, you mentioned that. Like if you could imagine any of the other like really like top tier anime directors and be just like, hey, or even just like regular, you know, animation uh like big animation directors, like, hey, would you want to do a short based on the Blade Runner, you know, just take this and go and then let's see what you all come up with. Would be really amazing.
2: <laughs> and it's a really great fit because obviously Blade Runner the original Blade Runner was influenced a lot by Japanese culture, and mm-hmm. and then a lot of anime that came out after it was influenced by Blade Runner. So
1: <laughs> exactly, it was a, it's it's a little circle, circle of circle of animation, mm-hmm. circle of uh, it's 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 so awesome. I love it when stuff comes full circle like that.
2: So even if it did turn out that the sequel wasn't any good, at least we get this out of it. But
1: oh heck yes. But I'm. But I'm. I don't know. I'm still. I'm, I'm still. Crossing, crossing the old fingers that Blade Runner that even if it's I'm not entirely sure if it can it can come to the same area as the original was because that's, that's a pretty tall order to meet but if it's still entertaining in its own right then that's worth it
2: well it's a very talented director doing the, the movie Denis Villeneuve who uh, directed mm-hmm. uh, Arrival which I rewatched recently and that was a very ah. fantastic film so I'm I, I do have some faith in it, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise we'll have to
1: wait and see when the movie comes out. At least we
2: got this. So even if it wasn't any good.
1: <laughs> yes indeed. It'll be it'll, I'm very eager to see both. hmm So keep an eye on that. Um like I said, the short film is going to be supposedly released on YouTube September twenty sixth, so not too long from now. Mhm. And, um, the film itself, uh, Blade Runner 2049, which is the sequel to the original Blade Runner, will be released in both the U.S. and the U.K. on October 5th, 2017. So keep an eye out for both of those movies. Yeah. And that about wraps us up for news, so, um, we're just gonna go right along to the water cooler and, uh, talk about some of the stuff that we've had the opportunity to either see, watch, or, you know, watch or play. Um... Chris it's been a while do you want to talk a little bit about what you've seen recently since I've, I've already talked my ear off to the to our loyal mm-hmm. listeners in our last episode so why don't, why don't we catch up with what's been going on with you.
2: Yeah, as I said I've watched quite a lot of stuff uh, because I was pretty much like moving between the sofa and my bed for quite a while and on- <laughs> only just watching things most of the time uh, a lot of stuff on Netflix and and things like that. Uh, so I, I um, but I did get the chance to watch some things that's worth mentioning, um, even that period or afterwards. Uh, one thing I did rewatch for the first time since it came out in the cinema was a little film by the ne- by. Well, known in the UK as Zootro- Zootopia. No, Zootropolis. Got it mixed up. Wrong way.
0: It's okay, it's alright.
2: Zootop- we've had we've yeah. had this discussion. yeah, yeah Zootropolis: AKA Zootopia. Um
0: <laughs> which I
2: haven't seen since uh I saw it in the cinema when it came out last year and I watched the blu- oh. I watched the Blu-ray for the first time. And um it was it was great to see it again. And I was I was intrigued because that's obviously that animated film that won most of the awards, uh this season. Uh and you may know if you've been keeping up uh, and listening a lot that my personal pick was Moana for <laughs> most for my mm-hmm. favorite Disney movie that came out last year. I was a major fan of that. Um so I was intrigued to go back um to watch this just um just as a um contrast. I have seen Moana about four or five times <laughs> since since uh, that came out and I've only Mm -hmm. just I've only just gone back to uh, Zootopia slash Zootropolis but I do really love it (laughs) I just want to say and uh, I've also got the art book of it and uh, I just love the uh, the world it's created in and all the the uh, basically if you like um, very well not fairy. If if you like I don't wanna say that word.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: If if you like, um basically talking animals and jokes based around talking animals and uh like little cute animal societies and everything, it is basically the high point of that kind of thing. It is the mm-hmm. ultimate in that and it is brought to life so well. And uh just like the city that it takes place in, you just yeah. want to go there, and you you think I just do a computer game where I can go and be in it, or a virtual reality thing. I want I want to go there and look at all the cute fuzzy animals, ding, and I, I want to look at the the little hamsters in their business suits, and it's amazing.
1: Lemmings, and yeah. just, they, if one goes one way, they all start to follow. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, so. In a way, I kind of feel like when the actual plot happens i'm I'm a bit less interested in that because i I just want I just want to tour around the city and look at all the funny things <laughs> kind of and I know that's that's not how things work and and you know it's it it's a perfectly decent plot and everything, and it 's all entertaining it's just when it actually kicks off it's like that's slightly less interesting to me than the actual just the whole thing it's set in and
1: mm-hmm. Well, I, I get what you mean because it's—I mean, it, the fact that that really pulls you in—that is a huge, huge, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like that speaks a lot to the to the folks who put so much mm-hmm. work in developing every nook and cranny of this city to make sure that it feels as authentic as it can. Mm-hmm. You know, given the fact that this is a movie about anthropomorphic animals and in an anthropomorphic society. Uh, mod- modeling our own but also very much unique in its own way the fact that it's like okay what if humanity didn't exist and if it was just animals you know different animal species evolving to the point where we are today and it was its a very creative idea and the, the, the level of detail which they took it is fantastic and the fact you, know, you can tell obviously you definitely can with how much you're more fascinated about you know in that than the actual you know Once you get to the um, mystery of the, you know, that's supposed to be taking place, since the central plot of the movie.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But yeah, it's no, it's that's a great, that's a great compliment to the film itself. The fact that you know all the work that they put into that, you know, those details is not left unnoticed. And I mean, if anyone out there who's had the opportunity to read, you know, chance to get the art book and read it, I mean, you'll you'll get to look at this too. But yeah, it's a lot of the stuff. You know, it's amazing how much stuff that they we were able to cram into this movie, but there's still so much that they weren't, any, they weren't able to use because they had to change the direction and uh, focus of the film. So if you're curious at all, like, you know, a bit more of the film's history, definitely please invest in the art book because it is it has so much good stuff in it. And really kind of one of the reasons I love the movie myself, and even slightly more than Moana, mm-hmm. is because the fact that there is still so much more to unpack. With this narrative in this world, and like there's still so many possibilities of exploration. Whereas Moana, well, is it? A, it is, Moana is a solid story, and still also has a very interesting uh, world and narrative. But just there's, there's just so much more. There's so much more detail in Zootopia. That like I still like I could feasibly see two things. You know, one one's a solid you know complete story, and others like okay, we can do more, so much more with this. <laughs>
2: and and something i noticed in the second second watch that i really appreciated uh like in terms of character animation is how they made it made um they really let you see uh the judy, the way they sh- showed that judy hops is a lady rabbit without um basically resorting to uh like stereotypical you know you know, like, oh. in cartoons where they're like, well, this is a lady, whatever, animal, so let's give it boobs and big red lips and, um, and uh, yeah, eyelashes. Yeah, really emphasizing certain um, aspect. Yeah, I know. As we, believe me, I'm As we aware. know, only ladies have lips and eyelashes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: mm-hmm. As we
2: all know from animation. Um, but, like, <laughs> they do, like, just, like, well, they they do this really cool thing, like, with her ears like where she has her her ears like hair basically and they like
1: yeah she lets it hang hang down you know her her ears like hang behind her back
2: yeah and like like little character character things that i think you know even if uh that character didn't have clothes on that make it clear or whatever you would be able to tell that's supposed to be a female rabbit and mm-hmm. i thought that was a really uh you know a really impressive character animation aspect that you that people mm-hmm. probably don't even think about cuz
1: yeah no i i totally get what you mean yeah it's a lot of lot of really subtle subtle cues mm-hmm. in the character animation that's something else i really enjoy i'm almost I'm a i will i will admit i'm a sucker for character animation if you've uh read any of my articles on the website or uh heard me talk about the podcast normally when i watch anything animation uh based normally my the first thing i latch onto is character animation so yeah that's my focus but there's still plenty of other things to enjoy too
2: yeah i think pretty much for character animation with animal characters i think zootopia is the high bar for everything else oh, yes. to live up to uh so
1: but even that was go had a lot of influence from um you know the original, uh, the Disney uh, Robin Hood oh, yeah. animated yeah. film. Yeah, so a lot, of, like a lot of the stuff that we see in Zootopia got its kind of got its start there, but it was really kind of refined and even just you know given its own se- own uh, sense of style once it was uh, brought to the uh, third dimension, and they really did a great job of capturing that.
2: Mm-hmm. That that's an old favorite of mine as well, the, the Disney Robin Hood, <laughs> childhood favorite for sure. Oh heck yes! Um, I also I ended up watching an an entire anime series on courtesy of the Funimation Now app, and that is a a little series that I believe you also watched uh, a while back when it was airing or after it was airing anyway. Um, a little series called My Hero Academia.
1: Yep. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which...
2: I know it's it's got its second season now, but I just watched the the first season. Um, But obviously, Mm -hmm. I got I got through the whole thing, so I I must have quite liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's quite interesting having seen it uh, not that long after having watched One Punch Man, uh, Mm -hmm. because they're both obviously influenced by sort of Western superhero. Thing.
1: Yeah, but they're very different, aren't exactly.
2: they? Exactly, but they are very different indeed, because obviously One Punch Man is more of a parody, and My Hero Academia uh-huh. is sort of a mix of superhero tropes and your sort of more standard shonen anime slash manga tropes as well. You
1: yeah, know. it's kind of like an exploration and uh, homage to those kind of, like, you know, those kind of, uh, um, superhero, uh, American comics, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's one of the reasons I love it so much, I mean, you, like, both One Punch Man and My Hero Academia both find their kind of niches in terms of this particular genre, like, One Punch Man spoofs, but also kind of honors the, that, that kind of, um, you know, superhero comics, whereas My Hero Academia kind of just, uh, Kind of embraces and explores a little bit, kind of like in a similar vein, like um, almost a similar vein like Tiger and Bunny was Ooh, trying to do yeah. as well. In terms of like, okay, if we have a society that is surround, you know, is surrounded by, you know, super being, uh, you know, the idea of a superhero being a profession, like what does that entail? How does society, you know, what would society look like if that was, uh, you know, a, almost like a celebrity like kind of uh, job career or career? to pursue.
2: Yeah, if you don't know, it's basically set in a world where um, a significant amount of the population have uh, basically they call them quirks, but they are they're basically superpowers, mm-hmm. and uh, because of that, uh, professional heroes um, come out of the the woodwork and save the day when things are going on, and there are also like monsters and supervillains around and um mm-hmm. there's basically uh an academy um for superheroes yes. that everyone everyone who wants to become a superhero gets in wants to get in and the main character is someone who who is someone without a quirk uh, initially at least uh but he's mm-hmm. he's basically a superhero fanboy and he he wants to <laughs> become a superhero and he's obsessed by them and he keeps a little book and he and he admires this uh, character called all might who's like the big the big cheese superhero in the he's he's the
1: um the equivalent of uh superman Mm -hmm. he's very honest very just always about helping people always has a smile big big smile on his face you know you know goes out of his way to help people he is basically what they call the symbol of peace for their world in terms of the fact that he is the i he is the ideal that all superheroes try to strive toward
2: and i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say he ends up actually going to the academy even though he doesn't at, at least at first have have a superpower of his own uh,
1: yeah but how he gets there that that's that's the surprise mm-hmm. so we'll if anyone's still curious to check that out we'll we'll leave that unspoiled for you
2: um but basically it's one of these shows where it's not necessarily the concept or or the um uh, the idea behind it—that is what makes it so great. It's—it's it's just the fact. It's the execution. It's just the fact that it's done so well. Oh, heck Yeah.
1: It. Oh, yes.
2: And it's—it's it's really, uh, really well animated. Uh, is it Bones animated it? Is that right? Yes, yeah. it
1: is Studio Bones. But I will let you. I will tell you this: something interesting. Um, there were two different. Like, there's multiple studios within Bones. Um, one of them did the first season while another one did the second season and I will let you know that when you do get to the second season the air is a distinct animation improvement
2: oh it gets better nice yes because it's pretty damn good to start off with and also the characters are great um (laughs) you basically get all these different like all all the like the classmates of of the main character um Mm -hmm. like there's this um (laughs) there's this frog girl She's pretty cool. Uh.
1: Oh, she's very. Po- she's become a very popular character, uh, Suyu,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or Sue, as she's preferred to be called. But yeah, she's become a very, very quickly a fan favorite, and along with uh, quite a few others. But that's that's one of, the, and again, that's one of the things that drew me to this show in the first place when I was first kind of like flipping through the Funimation's catalog and trying to think like, okay, what what am I looking to get invested in? The character designs in My Hero Aka were one of the initial things that grabbed me, like, okay, I'll watch the first two to three episodes and see how I like it, and by the second episode, I was already hooked!
2: <laughs> and also, even though it's like a, a shonen jump series, whatever, there's not it's not like getting into Narrowtell or something, where you go, oh, how many episodes oh, no. How many episodes have I got to catch up on? Oh, 900 <laughs> of this season.
0: Over
1: 900! Uh, let's not. Uh,
2: there's basically a first season that you don't, and this is it it's only like 11 or 12 episodes and then
1: yeah it's very short for a first season and then
2: it's come back this year uh, for another batch of episodes so and it a bit longer and it's it's all on Funimation is it on Crunchyroll as well I'm not sure but uh,
1: um, I think it was Japanese on um on Crunchyroll mm-hmm. but it's all in the dub in, uh, on Funimation's website
2: yeah and it, it's it's one of those shows that works pretty well dubbed as well I think because it's quite oh, quite yeah. western influence and there's some Cool people on the cast, everything. So, I would say
1: Christopher Sabat's playing All my... yeah, baby.
2: <laughs> so, I would.
1: I'm the... sorry, way too excited about that.
2: <laughs> I would say if you're a fan of superhero stuff and anime and uh, all those, all that good stuff, then check out My Hero Academia season one, and then probably you want to what season two is, well, which I will, I will start on soon as well. So,
1: yeah, let me know what you think because I think that there's a lot of. Um really cool things that are explored in uh, the second season. They're like it, it did what a second season was supposed to do. It took what was started in the uh, original season and really expanded on a lot of things. Both the good, you know, good things about the, uh, the superhero culture and also a lot of ne- negative things too. So it's really worth getting into and checking that out. And like I said, there is a very noticeable animation bump in a lot of different scenes. And again, the pacing, in the excellent pacing that you mentioned it continues
2: and i will quickly mention uh, that i also um have been playing a game on playstation 4 uh called uh, child of light uh which is a game from ubisoft and it is it's basically a, a platformer but it has got um sort of rpg elements but it Mm-hmm. i th- i think it got quite a lot of attention when it came out because because of its art style it did because uh, it's got this gorgeous um gorgeous uh sort of uh picture book style um and it's got this brilliant opening and it's it's got a real sort of fairy tale feel to it and uh you get um like like all the dialogues rhyming and stuff like that um and i have
1: yeah, it, it, it actually rhymes with it. So it it really feels like you're flipping through a picture book or like a uh, a fairy tale story, and like a cl- like real classic fairy tale.
2: And you get this like this like fantasy world, but you also get these like these really you, like you look in the background and you see a big creature stomping in the background and stuff. And and the art style is really interesting. And um, mm-hmm. I've I haven't had a chance to play with it that much so far but i i just uh wanted to basically if, you, if you're into games and you like platformers and you like um rpgs yeah because that is the one thing i was like oh it's turn based combat don't like that <laughs> oh
1: not, not a fan no
2: i find it annoying i was like why can't i just stomp <laughs> on their heads like mario that's what i want to do I can I can deal with that. <laughs> I don't really get turned back. I'm, like, well, I'm pressing the button. What's happening? I don't know. Oh, I I, I survived. That's lucky.
0: <laughs>
2: but yeah, yeah. If you like all those things, then it's it's a game worth checking out. Um, and it's it's like it's I don't is it available on disc? I've, I know it's a digital game, but.
1: Um, I think it's a digital download on PlayStation Four, and um, I remember I first uh, purchased it when it originally came out. I got it on Steam.
2: And also, if you're happening to be listening to this uh, in September and uh, 2017, and you're in the UK at least, uh, and you are a subscriber to PlayStation Plus, uh, it's one of the free games uh, this month, which is why I i played because oh, a, a little while ago uh when they did amazon prime day they had a really good deal on uh, a 15 month membership of playstation plus and right. oh my goodness and so i i picked up a subscription for like 30 quid for um 15 months so i could get the free games basically well free you say mm-hmm. you, you pay for it obviously so I've been trying out lots lots of different games that I wouldn't have got to play otherwise without uh, buying them, obviously. Oh, that's so
1: cool.
2: Yeah, and at some point, I want to talk, because Yvonne talked about um, when it came out, Until Dawn.
1: Yes, okay, yeah. And that was
2: one of the games that came out, and I remember her talking about the animation and everything, and obviously, even though it's, it's it came out quite a while ago now, it has got some of the, like, mm-hmm. the most impressive uh, like facial animation I've ever seen. So
1: yeah, I'll have to check that out again. It's been a while.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
1: But that is so cool. Yeah.
2: Uh, that will about do me for watercolor. I think.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I haven't got too much. It's been a rather rather hectic on my plate, but I was able to get uh, a few things. One of which I have. It's been a long awaited, uh, long awaited. Uh, Chance to play a specific video game that was uh, promised way back when I was uh, just graduating college, and well, long before I was uh, I started beco- uh, writing on this website, um, and that was uh, the video game that was uh, created by What Pumpkin Studios. Uh, it was uh, connected to the uh, very widely popular Homestuck webcomic called Hive Swap. Um, there was a once as soon as uh you know uh homestuck was winding down uh not you know like almost through its run there was an announcement made on the website that uh the creator of the comic Andrew hussey was starting up a Kickstarter page to try and create a um classic you know point and click adventure game uh set on the world of the comic and so he started a kickstarter in back in two thousand and twelve and it ran for pretty much standard Kickstarter length and netted a total of over, well over, I think it was $2, 000, uh, $2 million. Ooh. Well over $2 million. Oh yeah, it was a very, it was basically fully funded. I think it was 100000 was the original goal. That was fully funded within, I believe, 32 hours. <laughs> it did not take long at all. And um, basically, ever since that Kickstarter concluded, um, he had been working... You know, trying to finish the comic for the most part, but also dedicating a good bit of time to try and making sure that the game, you know, you had the money make sure that the game got made. Um, there was a bit of uh, development. I think there was a bit some problems with development, like, midway through that they had to um, basically change from, like, seeking out another uh, video game developer to help them to, uh, instead of making their own development studio in-house so that they could try and get it uh, completed on time. Um, five years later, they uh and I believe it was just only recently released on uh September 14th on Steam and uh Humble Bundle.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh it's so far it's um I had a, a chance to play it. It's, it seems to have been getting uh some pretty good uh good publicity and I had my own opportunity to play it um when I was able to get it on Steam. And I will say this, this is coming from someone who is uh who basically grew up... I was never really good at playing video games growing up as, you know, little and to the point where, like, the only games I could really play and complete were the ones that didn't require immediate, like, um, you know, press the button and jump and avoid falling into the pit of death, but more of a sit at a computer, look at an, uh, a landscape or uh, scene, point and click and investigate certain, you know, items in a room. Uh, you know, traditional point-and-click adventure games, and uh, this definitely, this game definitely scratched that itch for me because yep. I don't think I've seen this genre of game done, at least not really, not really well at all, but in the long, long time, or at least not in the in this particular style. And it really, it really did. It was charming animation um, that's roughly similar to the comic style, but definitely a lot more like it. Still has its own unique look to it, and very, very charming. Um, and also, even more importantly, since this is a home a homestock property, it is very funny. You can take any number of items that you collect in the narrative and try to make them interact with each other. And I've, I'm still experimenting with what I can combine and what kind of response that I'll get from the, like, inner thoughts of the main character and like, oh, that's really silly, you shouldn't do that. And just, like, really, really snarky. <laughs> But it's really good, and I um, it's only the very first act of I think a couple acts in um, a, and a couple acts story. But it definitely goes into a lot of like um different ideas that were uh, mentioned in the Homestuck comic, and it's supposed to, according to the uh to Andrew Hussey, this story that's being told in this uh, game is can be is while it's set in the same world as Homestuck, you don't have to have read Homestuck to understand what's going on. Uh-huh. It'll. I mean, if you're familiar with it, you'll understand a lot of the references that are being made, but it still can be enjoyed by someone who has uh, doesn't want to or is not entirely sure if they want to invest, you know, their time into reading the over 800,000 pages of Homestuck in order to really enjoy the story. And so far from, you know, what I've seen of this first act, they're 100% right, and they were able to nail it, get the nail right on the head. Because I'm, I think I'm actually... Been charmed by these characters even more so than I was the original comic characters. So, good job, What Pumpkin and Andrew Hussey and everyone else who worked on this game. It's you—the work that you put into it was, you know, was not wasted. It was good effort, and I'm very much looking forward to the next couple acts in the series.
2: Speaking of like adventure games, did you see that a few weeks ago? Telltale announced their next their next batch of games they're doing and they're doing I didn't
1: I knew they were um they were already up to because I know they'd finished um the second Guardians episode I know they were just releasing uh the next uh chapter in the story of Batman yeah, well, uh, I did not see the whole I did not see the whole post on what's coming after that though
2: well they're gonna they're doing like one more season as they call it of Walking Dead and which is not uh-huh. a surprise because it's there. Most successful ones, I think.
1: It's their biggest. Yeah,
2: and I, and I think they're doing the final, you know, the the final chapter or whatever of that. But they're also doing mm-hmm. what they're doing another season of Batman. Mm-hmm. And they're doing another one of uh, the Wolf Among Us. <gasps> yeah.
1: At last. Oh yes. Okay, that is great news. I. I don't know how i missed that because of all the telltale out of everything else they have done i love the batman i love the batman series guardians surprised me with how much i was enjoying that wolf among us is still my favorite i
2: thought i remembered that you like that so i did
1: ah yes i I somehow forgot
2: to ask whether you had seen that news until now (laughs) that's
1: okay now we have now we have another one of uh Rachel's genuine reactions to yeah. exciting news yeah. on the podcast. We don't know, we don't get enough of that.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, no, that's good. That's that's okay, yes. Yeah, Yes. Two th- as 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 a certain um uh Greek god once said, two thumbs way way up.
2: <laughs> yeah, so those are their their big releases for next year, I think. So, there you go. I'm
1: very good. I'm
2: I'm very Ooh. excited for another wolf among us actually because i I was a big fan that, of that
1: yeah i yeah, because I mean it's a very it's very different from a lot of the other uh telltale uh projects that have been previously I mean, they've they've had so many there's minecraft there's tales of the borderlands there's um uh, I mean, of course the Walking Dead, which is the biggest most popular one, but I don't know there was just something about wolf Among us that was just different from what they had done beforehand, I don't know if it was just because they were trying to recapture the um, the comic that it's based mm-hmm. on, the Fables comic, which I only got into after playing The Wolf Among Us. So, them from Telltale Games who might be may or may not be listening to this podcast, you know, give yourself a pat on the back. That is that's that really you know that's really good? Mm-hmm. Oh, but no, it was just there's just something really special about how they handled the narrative. there's just really kind of kept me guessing on what's going on. And how things were gonna resolve, but it was you know it still wasn't a hundred percent tied to the comic to, you know, have to, you know, try to retrace the steps of, you know, stuff, stories that the comic had told. Which was really, really good.
2: Yeah, so it
1: felt a lot more organic. So
2: maybe when that comes out we'll be playing along keep talking about that. Yep, yeah. oh yeah.
1: You you'll hear hear from me first when that comes out. <laughs> I will Probably as soon as they put the pre-order up, I'm like, okay, and getting that right now. <laughs> and the most, the most hilarious thing, I will not be the only one who's excited to play that game. I got both my um, my dad and his sister oh,
0: into
2: playing that game. Very cool. This has
1: become like a family thing, and it's great. It's very cool. <laughs> one last thing before we... Peace out for the day. Um, one film I was able to... uh had the opportunity to watch. It was a Japanese film that came back... Came out in, believe, in 2010. That I had never heard of before. But I just... I just heard... I kind of heard it through the grapevine. And then I had an opportunity to watch it. And then I just... You know, like, okay, I'll tune in and see what's going on. Um, it's called... Um, you Are Umaso. Or... Omae Uma so Dana, Which is basically translates to... Um, you are yummy, <laughs> or you are tasty, in English. Uh, in English. It's umaso, that's what umaso means. And um, <laughs> the basic premise of this movie, it's, a, um, it's definitely a, a film for, like I would say, probably, you know, children. Like an, animated, an animated children's film for uh, Jap- you know, Japanese audiences. And uh, it's based off, because it's based off a uh, picture book, a Japanese picture book, by the same title. And it takes place in um, the Cretaceous period, so lots of dinosaurs, and the setting, or the story premise basically announced to a mother myosaur finds an abandoned egg and takes it back to her nest and decides to raise it on her own. Well, she protects the eggs, the egg hatches, she has one of her own hatch, and the uh, egg she saved hatches to reveal a baby tyrannosaurus Uh-oh. rex. Yep. Yeah. Um, so even though she's nervous about keeping the baby t-rex around because you know he might grow up to one day be you know eat both her and her other uh son she decides to continue raising him um to try and be a plant eater which with varying degrees of success because he will not eat plants um he will only eat berries and uh lizard tails (laughs) but uh, as the story of the as the story progresses he becomes more aware of who and what he is, and eventually to the point where he becomes so terrified that he does, yet yeah, he will eat his uh, adoptive brother and mother. That he actually runs away from he runs away from home, and he grows up trying to be a you know the T Rex that he's supposed to be. But one day he happens upon an own his own abandoned egg, just lying out there in the wilderness. He cracks it open, hoping to eat the ba- you know the hatchling inside, which is a baby ankylosaurus. And he basically looks at it and says you look delicious or you look umaso Mm -hmm. and the little ankylosaurus looks up at him with the most adorable baby eyes i have ever seen in an anime (laughs) latches onto his leg and just starts calling him daddy daddy (laughs) (sighs) and so we have and and basically the whole premise of the movie is or the title of the movie is the fact that the baby ankylosaurus now thinks its name is umaso (laughs) Uma is his name, and it just we go with the rest of the movie with uh, him. So that that being his name, and it's it's you can kind of like you can get it from the the synopsis that I'm giving you. It is a very cute movie. It is you know that it's the fact that it's based on a children's uh, children's picture book and this kind of scenario. That definitely you know it kind of feels like the, the kind of warm and fuzzies that I got watching the Lamb Before Time. Mm-hmm. Kind of you know, so like you know, children love dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. But the thing that really made it stood out to me is the fact you know one thing that it really tackles or at least the, how it handles the whole dynamic the fact that you've got basically two generations of like you know a uh, character that you know that was supposed to be one thing or was raised to be another, but not really you know that's not really what he's supposed to be kinda of, you know, that kind of conflict mm-hmm. it's. It's very the way it handles that particular issue is very. I think it was. I was surprised. It was a lot more mature than I gave originally gave it credit for. Because there's a question that's posed to the main character um, later on in the film when he's co- uh, confronted by his uh, long lost sibling later in the movie, basically saying, you know, you know, do you eat other dinosaurs? Basically, the fact like, do you eat creatures like me? And the T Rex goes, "Yeah, but only you know. If I, if I don't, I'll die." Mm-hmm. But at least I get to choose what I eat. It's it was really it really surprised me in the way it kind of handled that. And it, again, the animation was just utterly charming and cute. And obviously, it, you can't take it too seriously because you'll have scenes where you have these you know T Rex designs basically doing these elaborate you know not would say elaborate fight scenes, but just like T Rex is doing things that I don't think T Rexes were ever meant to do, like use their legs to kick mm-hmm. things like a martial artist. <laughs> But I will say this It's fun It's cute and it's fun And if that's what you're looking for in an animated film Then by god this film's got it in spades Cute So yeah if you have a way to support this movie Or find a way to check it out Then I highly recommend doing so And I think that's That about does it for today Okay Unless you have anything else you want to add?
2: Uh Don't think so All right.
1: Nope. (laughs) All right. Then I guess that'll be where we leave our uh, dear listeners for today. Uh, Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, If you want to check into our other podcast episodes, they are available on our main website, animationforadults.com, under our podcast tab. You can also find the episodes on podcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. If you want to keep up to date with articles... Um, coming up down the line for our website uh, through our, via our social medias. We are on Facebook, Twitter, at AFA blog. Uh, give me a second. Pinterest. Uh, Instagram and Tumblr. If you'd like to support the website and uh, help us create new features for the website, we, uh, you may we're more than happy to visit our Patreon page and become a patron. And we'll also get access to early uh, podcast episodes as they come out. And if you're not entirely sure you want to uh, invest in a patron, you're more than welcome to uh, go to the website Coffee and uh, buy us a virtual cup of coffee and help us support our uh, features coming down the line. And Chris, where can we find you on social medias if anyone wants to follow you personally? You,
2: you can find me at Mr. Chris on Twitter or Facebook.
1: And you can find me, I'm primarily on Twitter, um, at fail To ninja for any of our listeners who were tuned in on our last episode of the AFA podcast uh, don't forget uh, the film festivals that are coming down the line um, later at the end of September into October and feel free to visit those web- uh, the main websites of those film festivals to check out their tickets and features and support them thank you very much for tuning in for this episode of the AFA podcast we will see you on the next one, take care
0: Now, breaking news from migraine sufferer Whoopi Goldberg about NERTECH ODT Remegipant 75 milligrams. I got big news. Now NERTECH ODT is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines. This is big time. Don't take if allergic to NERTECH ODT. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety information, prescribing information, and patient information, visit NERTECH.com. Ask your doctor about NERTECH today. No tech, baby.